Welcome back to Life as Girls. I'm Aubrey and I'm your host. This week, we're talking to one of my good friends, Kelsey. She's a senior in high school, she's on the debate team, and she's read more books than I will probably ever read in my life. Knowing Kelsey, she could talk about music for hours. It's something we're both interested in and it means a lot to each of us. What's really cool to me is that we have different music tastes, but we find common ground all the time, regardless of how familiar or unfamiliar we are with each other's favorite genres and artists. I'm so excited to talk about music and what it means to us in today's episode. Kelsey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I know. I feel like a really good place to start is like how you got into music in the first place. The roots. I agree. Yes. Yeah. My dad. Okay. So it's basically my parents. Like without my parents, I would not be into music at all. I don't think. Um, but my dad's from El Paso and there is like, it's El Paso, like in the mountains, there's like nothing. Like they had California TV channels. Like that's how remote it was in like the seventies and eighties. And so there was really only like a couple radio stations. And one of them was this like alternative station, which I think might've been like a college station. And it just like, it just played all this alternative music. And it was like all this like eighties new wave and synth and rock. And like, so that transferred into like his music taste. And he's like, really big like he loves new order and depeche mode and then there's also but then there's also like like grunge bands from like the 70s it's like kind of crazy and then my mom is like more like soft rock and like yeah. she likes her country she loves the the chicks oh my mom formerly the dixie Absolutely. chicks like yes. i feel like that's a texas mom staple you oh know yeah. yeah 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 um and then like also like she really loves you too um, actually, both my parents too, but I associate it more with my mom because she played them. Oh, and Coldplay, definitely oh, channeled yeah. my Coldplay <laughs> love. Um, yeah, and then so then it was just like then I, but then like growing up, like I was listening like Hannah Montana and my and Miley Cyrus, two different people I would argue. Yeah, and Selena <laughs> Gomez and like all the Disney Channel hits, even though I wasn't watching Disney Channel, I was a big fan. Yeah, yeah. no, I well I did watch Disney Channel, but that's like. I don't even know if I would be embarrassed by it, but it's definitely, like, where I've listened I to the most music. I still listen to Hannah Montana at least once a week. Like, it's not, like... I, was, I watched Ant Farm, and... So good. Shonda McLean, she was, like, the, um, like, main character. Yeah. She's the actress. But, Calling like, she can sing. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, other than that, like, I think the way I've really gotten into music, I would say my parents, but honestly, I feel like it's more glee. Truth. Truth. Literally, all the glee mashups... We're like so good, or so, or like they would like so like the way like I always think of like their smooth criminal cover like that is all so the time all the time good. I think that all the time and then there also the episode where they do like I think Halo and Walking on Sunshine Definitely I love that one standout episode and I, <laughs> for every a time reasons. they played a song I was like oh this is really good yeah. and so I would listen but the thing is I would listen to the Glee cover of it yeah over and over and over again and then I would I guess like I kind of realized I was like oh this is an actual song like this yeah, is not their is- song <laughs> this is an actual song and then I listened to the original I was like um yeah and mm-hmm. and that's how I'd be like oh okay oh, aha moment yeah yeah I love their last Christmas cover so much that episode means so much to me <laughs> they actually I mean I feel like it can be kind of embarrassing to admit mm-hmm. that you've watched all seasons of Glee, which I have. And I, I haven't. That's the thing. I stopped I'm, when they went to college. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, I, I watched all of it. And That's impressive. I'm honestly like, it's kind of embarrassing, but like now that I'm kind of glad I made it all mm-hmm. the way to the end, but yeah. I have to say like the music they pick and like each episode's based around a lesson and it's yeah. like actually very 
educational. Yeah. Really, if you think about it for the songs and not just the plot. Like I agree. It's so educational. <laughs> yeah. So besides like Glee, I mean, how would you kind of describe your musical phases? They're like such, they're such a mess. So there was okay, yeah. We can start with like our little Hannah wants Hannah Disney Channel, like 1989 Taylor Swift. I really feel like yeah, yeah. And then like her red hits, and then like middle school, I was like, I'm different. I'm different than everybody. So I was listening to like a lot of rock music. Eighth grade, I was really big into like punk and grunge. And then I love that just the kinda, idea of like Kelsey in eighth grade listening to like I'm so grunge. I'm so like <laughs> hardcore. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> no. Although that did, like, I still, I have, like, such a great love for Nirvana, like, to this day. Like, truly, truly, like, foundational moment in my life. And then it, like, just totally transformed. Like, it was still, like, rock music, but it was more, like, early 2000s. Like, I saw Cage the Elephant when I was, like, 14. And I love Cage the Elephant. That was a big one. Yeah, And then... It just like, and then at some point, like, Taylor Swift jumped back in. Like, Like, I heard, actually, my friend, she sang Betty, and I was, like wait a second and I listened to folklore and then like I I think evermore was either about to come out or had just come out and I was listening to evermore and I was like whoa this is like really good yeah so then she started so then I got back into Taylor Swift entered more pop but then like also like when we played volleyball like the rap music they would play I was like oh okay so then like I started listening to rap more and now I'm like really I like like a lot of folk music more like I've like, oh, I wouldn't call Zach Bryan, like, folk, but he's not, like, total country either. Yeah. And then um, Lumineers, great, yes, great performance this past weekend. That I was really good. I would call Noah Khan folk. Do you think that's folk? I would call Noah Khan folk, except yes. I don't listen to Noah Khan. Okay, well, Sorry, guys. You should. Apologies so. <laughs> to, to all the people listening to this who are going to be like, why don't you listen to Noah Khan? And I would have to be like... I can't say why. <laughs> it's okay. We all have to okay. start somewhere. We start somewhere. I do know. I do know the chorus to Six Season. <laughs> good, good. Well, I mean, I started. I'm getting there. <laughs> I started as a country music hater. Like, yeah, same. Actively said same. I hated it. I was it. like, this is not. This is the worst, and it's not the worst. Right. And then I actually listened to it, and I was like, oh, people have a point. Like, I was like, oh is, wait, this is this, this is, is the chicks instrumental instrumental. Yes. Yeah. And and now I'm like, I regret saying that out loud because. I was like, oh, my bad. Uh-oh. I take it back. All I take these it people back. are going to come from us. They're going to be like, why don't you like country music? I yeah. just, I do, I do. I yeah. don't know. I'm reformed. Yeah. yeah. My current phase, I think, is like folk and country music. Me too. But I had like a really big phase growing up. It was just like musical music. Truth. Truth. So, I mean, and I like old musicals too. So like Singing in the Rain. like Singing in the Rain. I just I rewatched that. It's so good. Over and over and over again. I love that. And so, yeah. And even now, like La La Land, that's a newer mm-hmm. musical. And yeah. I could sing every song from the well, soundtrack, yeah, which is really embarrassing. Like, but I okay. need to like actually listen to the soundtrack because I remember I was actually really just shocked that Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling could both sing. Yeah. I knew Ryan Gosling could dance. I didn't know that he could sing and I was really impressed by but that. they like basically had to learn to sing. And it was like role. a really, I think they had like a really short time to learn it too. I don't yeah, think they had a ton of preparation. Good. It was good. Ryan Gosling like learned how to play piano for that. I know. I yeah. That's impressive. Ryan Gosling, so my good. my absolute favorite, for real. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've talked about, like, your musical phases over the year. What mm-hmm. would you say, like, right now is, like, the phase that you're really, really just loving? This is hard because I don't... I'm listening to, like, a ridiculous amount of people. Right? Like, it's so silly. But I think that's a good thing. I think it's sure. a good thing, too. Um, yeah. Olivia Rodrigo has been on rotation a lot. But I've oh, also... So it's good. interesting because I found myself where, like, I can't quite... Because the weather, it's, like, 
chilly, but it's still sunny out. So I can't yes. get out like all of my depressing playlists quite yet. <laughs> We're not quite there. It's not cloudy enough. So I'm kind of like in this phase where I'm trying to find like these songs that feel like fall, but they're still like upbeat. So then like, uh, like one, like Holy Roller, which I think is Zach Bryan and Sierra Fan. Feral or fennel? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I don't I remember. But yeah. yeah, that song has been. I've been listening to that a lot. I've been listening to some Sinead O'Connor, um, mostly her more upbeat stuff. But that's not. But I like love her anyways. And oh, and also a lot of Lana Del Rey. I would say those are oh, those are my couple right yeah. now. Oh my gosh, I I would say it was Taylor Swift, but I've really mm-hmm. been trying to like. Not that I'm sick of her. Let's make that but, clear. Yeah, never sick of Taylor Swift, but why is she skewing my Spotify stats but, this much? Right. <laughs> but also just like I for fear of being only knowing Taylor Swift and no one else, mm-hmm. I'm just like putting her on the side for right I now. Understand. So I can like rotate through Branch more. Branch out. Yeah. But it's crazy because I think the first time I ever listened to Taylor Swift was when you well you introduced me to her and it was like <laughs> you had on reputation like a playlist just so playing good. through it yeah and I was like oh this is good never heard of it before and but I knew Taylor mm-hmm. but like only her hits and yeah. I was like oh I, I should listen to Taylor Swift more like yeah. she seems pretty good and here I am like two years later is practically the only music I know Mega which fan. is really funny <laughs> yeah yeah but we also like kind of talked earlier about how it's crazy that Taylor Swift is so popular now. Yeah. But when we kind of started listening to her, she wasn't, I mean, I'm not going to say she wasn't popular, but it was kind of like not as just everywhere in the media right now. And yeah. it kind of felt like cooler to like her. Yeah. Now it's like everyone likes it. It's kind of basic. But mm-hmm. like, do you think that it like artists become less cool when everyone else is listening to them? I don't know. I feel like in some ways, like the, like the I don't want to say the mask is lifted but like to an extent I feel like Taylor Swift had this like little curtain over herself and then like Folklore and Evermore came out and those were really good albums but they right. did not well they did have commercial success but not in the way that her previous pop albums totally. had yeah and then she came out immediately I think with the Fearless re-recordings and those I think it was like it brought nostalgia back to everybody it was just like there was also I would argue that Fearless and Red are probably her best re-recording so far i'd agree with you i don't know speaking <laughs> out I, I don't know speaking out didn't have like the emotion that the original one did well obviously cause she's like not 19 and like, i was yes and actively it's, going through heartbreak but and with the lyric change which i'm sure most i was actually really upset about that yeah, one i, I, I like, understand but yeah there's less of that like rage that it, yeah that it had the first yeah. time around and so i think that i feel like maybe now it might be a little bit less cool but i don't even know Maybe just it's less cool to men. I think most women really love Taylor Swift and there's not an issue. But, like, I feel like, I don't know. Like, she just has this, like, total magnetic presence around her. Like, the NFL had, like, Taylor Swift in their bio. And it's like, the NFL is this giant sports corporation that had one singular woman from the music industry. And they were like, what it was like Taylor was here or something. It's like that is insane because also also just knowing that Taylor is referencing Taylor Swift. Yes. There's no other Taylor that I would ever speak about that. Yeah. You know? know one like yeah. that, yeah. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I just I love that everybody I mean, I think like Taylor being in the NFL, like being correlated has to do yeah. with her being rumored, but like mm-hmm. I'm gonna believe it's true to be dating Travis Kelsey. I am too. I, I really like that. Fully actually. support that. But I think it's great. Like, I don't, 
I hope it's not like a publicity stunt type mm-hmm, of thing. I mm-hmm. just think it's really great that like you could have both and it doesn't have to be like yeah. men in football and women in Taylor Swift. Like, yeah. It doesn't need to have It that can be divide. both. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So talking about Taylor Swift and everything, talking about her concert. Yeah. We've kind of talked about this idea of like concert culture and yeah. I'd love to know like what does that mean to you? How would you define that? Mine would be like, I'm actually really bad about concert culture. Not in like, because, because I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to a concert. This is so exciting. (laughs) And then I like get there. And when I have to wait, it feels like I am so impatient and I hate just like standing and waiting. That's why festivals are hard because I'm like tired and hungry. And I'm like, (laughs) I just want to sneak Nile Horan. Like what is going on? Why is it? So like in that aspect of concert culture I hate the waiting part but I love like being able to just like go and see my artist but then like we're talking about like recording and it's like like when I was I would record there's like video you can tell like how my like interactions with concerts have changed by going back on my camera roll because when I like when I saw Beach Bunny, I was just taking yeah. like a ton of videos the whole time. Oh, yeah. And like a couple years, like, not a couple years ago, but like a couple years after that, I saw Suki Waterhouse like this past February. And I was taking a lot more pictures, mostly just because she's so beautiful. And I was like, I need to remember this. But there were less videos. And I wanted to make an effort to like put my phone down. Yeah. Because like it's weird watching the videos and like not like remembering it. Right. Like, I don't remember, like, watching her sing those songs when I'm watching the videos. But I do, I can, like, remember, like, a little bit more aspects of her performance when I put it down. Like, that, like, there's actually this video of me, like, I videoed the Lumineers and Esther and Ophelia. And it's just me screaming. Like, you can't hear them at all. It's just me yelling, absolutely. And it's, but it's almost, and I, like, remember that. But I, I feel like maybe in a couple years, it's going to be like, why do I have this video when I could have just like Been sat or like yeah. just not sat, but like, cause it was standing, but just like listened or and like still sang along and still like screamed or whatever. But it's like, like, cause I'm never going to post that video. That video is going nowhere. It's just going right. to take up like space in my camera roll. For in, right. And it's like not the equivalent of a memory. I yeah. Guess. yeah. And like talking about concert culture thing, like how many times have you like sat or stood at a concert, like mm-hmm. recording and like just you know that like it's absolutely not going to go anywhere and you're like well yeah why did I do this when I could have just like kind of been in the moment literally like watching something or like when you're watching it you're watching the concert through your phone because you're trying to make sure it's even and you're like I'm not even watching who's performing right now too much or it's gonna like distort yeah like there's one like jumping up and down and then like stopping jumping up and down because you're like oh it's a shaky camera and it's like okay but jump up and down because you're having fun right yeah yeah and I think about like how I wish I would have, like, kind of been more present. I just would have been enjoying myself and not mm-hmm. thinking about, like, how it was going to, like, oh, if everyone else had a video and they were going to put it on social media, then, like, I should have one, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of also, like, think that applies. Like, there's other people that I know just go to concerts just to, like, say they've been or they go Which, to yeah. concerts so that they can put it all on TikTok. Because, I mean, I've seen so many clips of just, like, people like literally showing them and like I know they're not singing because if they were singing you would have heard it on the video yeah so, it's like it's sad that that's kind of an experience yeah of the, concerts it's not like the getting ready and the like mm-hmm. waiting out in the pit you're getting there and like you're, you're buying the merch you're exhausted because you're standing in the pit for so long and, and all it, you want to do is sit down but you know it's gonna be worth it because you get to hear your favorite mm-hmm. song like that's for me like the most fun part of the experience uh, yeah and like I mean, you're sore the next day, but like, it's absolutely, worth it. it pays off. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. 
Totally. Switching gears a bit, I feel like the topic of copyright is also, like, really relevant right now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just, like, considering how often we've heard about it, and, like, for me, I've heard about it with Ed Sheeran and Marvin Gaye, and I've also, like, it's come up with Olivia Rodrigo Uh as a first album, like... Do you think that, like, these copyright lawsuits are, like, a good thing, bad thing? Like, what's your opinion on it? Okay, this is so... I was actually... I was talking to my dad about this, who is a lawyer, because I said, well, you can't copyright chord progressions. Right. And his little lawyer brain went... (laughs) He went, I'm going to educate you. (laughs) I was like, okay. So he was basically talking about how, like, with copyright, it's it's what's on the sheet of music. So, like, it can be notes on the sheet of music, it can be the chord progression, it can be lyrics, but whatever is on that sheet is copyrighted. So then, of course, I was like, well, if the chord progression isn't on that sheet of music because everybody's, like, thing differs and sometimes people just think of it and it comes to their head. Or, like, like thinking about, like, Stevie Nicks, who has, like, no... Like, she has musical experience, obviously, but when she started in Fleetwood Mac, she was, like, she was just singing. Right. Like, she wasn't singing specific notes. Yeah. It was just her singing, and they were like, okay, we're going to work around this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you can't... And then he was, and then it's like, obviously like after the song is written and performed, you can like go back and copyright it. That takes a lot of work. So I feel like in terms of copyright, I think it's really a matter of whether or not it was done with like intense and like going back to Olivia Rodrigo. Actually, this is funny because I just saw a video of her and her producer, I think Dan Negro, who were like yeah. talking about um, the copy, like they had his daughter sing on, I think maybe Teenage Dream. Yes. Okay. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. And they kind of they kind of threw a little bit of shade about the whole copyright thing because I think they gave fifty percent of profits to Paramore and Taylor Swift. They did for one step forward and three steps back, and good for you. And fifty percent, like for okay, Taylor Swift because one step forward was sampling. So mm-hmm. I feel like in that case, like yes, Taylor Swift is justified to have money. Fifty percent for a brand new artist who had never recorded a studio album before is insane. Yeah, insane. She was Olivia Rodrigo was also talking about how it was a different. I mean, moment, but she was talking in an interview about how, and I don't think it wasn't like specifically at Taylor Swift or at her yeah. anymore, but that she didn't think that if that had happened to her, like someone had sampled yeah. her music, that she would have done that to a new artist. No, and I have to agree with that because like that's a. That is a lot of money for someone who is already, like, who is funding the U.S. economy. Yes. Like, let's let's say that. Yes. It's but just, it's also, like, she's so young yeah. and she's so new to the music industry that I think that kind of, like, control over what she can and can't sing is, I would just be scared. I think yeah. I would be, like, afraid she's to kind of produce more She's not even 21 yet. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's, she, I just turned 18. Like, Olivia Rodrigo is barely older than I am. She's 20. I cannot, I cannot comprehend, I can't comprehend being, that like, I'm going to take 50% of those 20-year-olds profits. Yeah. She, she was, like, 19. Like, that's insane. Um, And then, like, I think, and I kind of think the Paramore one, like, they sound so similar, but then they, they do. It they was do. also, I, like, I agree they that. were, people were drawing comparisons to, like, one of Miley Cyrus's old songs, yes, and then I one of, I don't know if it was, I don't know which one it was, but it was just, like, Pop punk is, like, the definition of, like, chord progression ceiling as far as any sort of, like, music industry, like, genre goes. Like, pop punk is it. And so it's, like, to be, like... Like, you don't even know if she heard that Miley Cyrus song and to be like, right. we're gonna, like, she's copying, she's doing blah, 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 blah. In my opinion, they didn't even sound that similar. But I was just like, like, it just seems a little bit ridiculous to be, like, throwing out all of these accusations. And you're like, like, why, like, where does this get anybody? Right. Like, does Miley Cyrus even care that much? Is it even really copying? Like, it, I'm, it probably was not Olivia Rodrigo's intent. Like, why? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, and I mean, like, 
We could be wrong about Olivia Rodrigo. Maybe we she's maybe she's a horrible person. <laughs> maybe she's like, stealing music. We, we like, choose not to believe that, first yeah. of all. But also, it's like, I think it's a great thing that, like, her influence, like, she's very influenced by Paramore. She's influenced yeah. by Taylor Swift, and she said that before, and that shows in her music. I think that's cool. Yeah. And, like, she's actively talking. And also, just, like, like, I feel like those are also, like, you're providing musical avenues for girls. I mean, like, yeah. these people inspired me, and, like, maybe they'll inspire you. Like, I love Paramore. That's I love Taylor great. Swift. So, like. I think it's great, and I think it makes it, like, kind of more of a collaborative thing Mm -hmm. instead of, like, you can only have, like, one individual artist can only have one style. Yeah. They can only, like, create every single thing completely by themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't think that's as fun, first of all. Yeah. And I also don't think it's, like, as, like, explorative as it could be. Yeah. You could be exploring, like, so many different genres as an artist, Mm -hmm. and I think that's again like discouraging it just, i agree it was like it sucked to see that and it was like ed sheeran i brought up earlier like yeah. ed sheeran wasu was about chord progression and it mm-hmm. that's crazy to me and it was about a song that was made so so long ago. yeah yeah and, and it can still like you a song that was made so long ago but that he sang in a concert it was like a mashup of one of his songs with a Marvin Gaye song yeah and they were like oh well you sing it now so we're gonna make it into a lawsuit now. and it's crazy because like I feel like so many artists constantly, like Wallows does that. Yeah, they, they I do, think they yeah. do, um, oh, I don't remember what song it is, but they do one of their songs and they mash it up with What Makes You Beautiful. Yeah. And Maggie Rogers did that last weekend. She mashed up one of her songs with I Want to Dance with Somebody. It's yeah. like a really common thing for people to do. Right. And it's like, why would you, I want to say maybe even Sabrina Carpenter did it when I saw her. And like, yeah. why would you, why would you complain about that? Because it's like, it's just people enjoying music and like right. music is a limited field anyways and how cool is it that you're going to a concert for one artist mm-hmm. and you could hear music from a different from another one. especially when it's songs like everybody knows like what yes. makes you beautiful is everybody's gonna scream everybody's gonna scream i want to dance with somebody and yeah. so it's like Nia horn did everybody wants to everybody wants to, i actually wanted song. to talk about that so bad i was like guys i am such a Nia horn fan now before i was like not into like i was into one direction and like i grew up with them not that i was like a big one directioner i am such a big Nia horn fan right now I know. okay shifting gears again i think we like really need to talk about ai and music yeah because i think again like it's Oof. again something that's relevant and you're hearing more about it mm-hmm. now than i think i've ever heard about it in my life and like where where do you stand on ai music i know that everyone's talking about their opinion on ai in mm-hmm. like just writing just like and everything, everything else but now we're talking about it in music what do you think i think i'm just like very anti-ai in general yeah stating that like doubts, almost immediately i feel like it's not ai can't invent music i can't write a song because it doesn't it does it can't experience human emotions and so it can't put like phrasing to that or music to that and then also like all those tiktok covers i don't like them i think they're. i feel like i want to i heard like a someone did like use like Taylor Swift and like as like Drake or Kanye West and I was just like this is the worst this I, is awful I hear I it was like this a is lot, not music it was a lot of like it was like Harry Styles covering style by Taylor Swift I mean I mean you can find a million different things but what was crazy to me is they're like wow this would sound so good with Harry Styles on it and I was like my problem with that is that it's not Harry Styles it's yeah it's all of Taylor's inflections it's all of mm-hmm. like Taylor's like sound it's just you're you're just covering it with Harry's. Yeah. It, it just, it's just like an algorithm. It's right. not anything real. Like, yeah. It's, it's, 
what's really cool, I think, about a cover when an artist covers a song is that mm-hmm. they can interpret it in their own way. Yeah. And that you could take like a song and you could make it more upbeat, more slow. You could make mm-hmm. it like more alternative sounding. You could make it sound, you know, whatever yeah. way you wanted. And to see how artists interpret that is like, I think that's what's really cool about it. Me too. So when you see like something like AI and it's on, t- I see it on TikTok all the time. When you see like an AI cover they're not interpreting it any differently. No. It's really just, it's unoriginal. And it's, yeah. It's frustrating. It's frustrating that that's the case. It just seems so soulless. But yeah, like when Nile covered, like everybody wants to rule the world. Whoa, world. That <laughs> was, that was like so fun. Cause it was like, everybody was singing along and it's, it was the same melody, but it's his voice singing it. Right. It's not like, oh, I don't even, it's not Tears for Fears guys singing yeah. it. Yeah, I think they're British. He's Irish. Like that's yeah. that's a difference in and of itself. Then yeah, the chicks with their landslide cover, truly. Like, that is, I, I don't care who so I find. So iconic. The chicks land, cover of landslide is my favorite cover. Of I, I, I would argue it's better than Stevie Nicks' original, and I I love Fleetwood Mac, but it's, and like we did not grow up with a time of Stevie Nicks like doing that song and think that's like my dad oh was like oh my goodness oh no Stevie Nicks version is better and I was like agree to disagree like I, our generation I I love that people are choosing the chicks yeah I cannot I stress stand behind and that yeah I like so I have to much. stress how big of a Fleetwood Mac I, fan I am and I just will always stand by landslide by the chicks instead and like it's just it's so good that's such a good example of like why I would be so against AI because yeah that cover like she changed so much it's 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 a just completely beautiful different song. Yeah. same lyrics of course but it's a completely yeah, different song it really is so so cool to me mm-hmm. like that is exactly what i wish every artist would do with yeah. a cover is to like it just made me love the chicks more mm-hmm. and it made me love the song more because it yeah. doesn't have to be played in one single way i agree my other my other like two big covers that i love they're both by sinead o'connor but it's nothing compares to you which is a prince song and she and that's like i probably her biggest one and it just is so insanely like her voice is so powerful but then she also did all apologies by nirvana and the way and it's like very similar to the original but the way just like her having like her female like being a female and her voice being just like softer and also just her having the voice that she does, which I feel is like so inexplicable. Yeah. Like it's like literally yeah. like I've heard no one else's voice, like Sinead O'Connor's. Um, like it's just so unique from Nirvana's that I was just like, this is good. This is amazing. Like, yeah, it's so, it's so beautiful that artists get to do that. And I think AI just takes that opportunity away. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it takes away artistic expression. Yeah. That's what you're saying. It literally does. Yeah. Ugh. And I just think like if you're encouraging artists to just, say like all you have to do to get popular is exactly recreate another artist's work that's nah. like a really bad message you're nah, sending <laughs> yeah yeah like, i don't think i think that is what ai cultivates is like oh here too. just copy someone else's song yeah it's like and conformity it, and it's like that sucks yeah <laughs> and if anything else like if there's anything else we're gonna get from today it's like we really appreciate just like uh, music <laughs> music and how it's different and yeah. how like it should be varied. It should be just mm-hmm. like, yes, exactly. Yeah. So absolutely not. No AI. No AI. Yeah. Boo. And earlier you talked about Taylor Swift and we were talking about how like your phases of music, you were trying to be different. So different. Trying to be so different from everybody. Um, I would say that's your anti-mainstream artist yeah. phase. TikTok's known for like 
popularizing songs, taking things that are not mainstream they and really are. basically making it mainstream. So with that like being said, like do you think TikTok is bad for the music industry? Hi, yeah, I was thinking about this in the car. And I was trying to cuz <laughs> at first that. I at first I had been like TikTok is very bad for the music industry. But like everything, it ha- this has nuance. <laughs> so yeah. I think like in helping artists get discovered, it's like it's really it's it's an incredible platform to do that you don't have to wait for some record company to come sign you and say we're gonna give you this much money and then you have to deal with a bunch of record disputes later yeah um and you get to make your own music and it's a lot i feel like it's very accessible but i think also like in some ways (laughs) it allows for like just like the absolute worst behavior from like both fans and music artists in some ways because it's like I think it's like cultivating this culture wow um where like it's if you like Taylor Swift and Gilmore Girls then I wrote the song for you yeah and then like and it's 30 seconds of this song and while you may like those 30 seconds when that song gets released and you go on to listen to the whole two, three minute version, you could totally be like, this is not a song for people who like Taylor Swift right. and Gilmore Girls. This is entirely different. So they're tr- it's like trying to like play to like some certain image. Yeah. Or, it's like or marketing like yourself marketing, a certain way. Marketing, but it's yeah. like, I, it's, but it's like, but you're not writing at that point. I don't think you're writing for yourself. I think you're writing for other people. And I think like to an extent you have to write for yourself for it to be applied to others. Yeah. And then also it just annoys me when I get videos that are like, I wrote the song of the summer and it's like you can't declare that as a singular person on the internet yeah and <laughs> that's not how yeah. that works <laughs> like i don't think your marketing team really quite I thought about think. that one yeah but i i completely agree with what you're saying about it's a great way for to discover artists mm-hmm. and i mean i have to say never would have found noah khan if it weren't for tiktok yeah so like tiktok is it probably the reason up. why noah khan is like so insane yeah. right now and he said that he said that yeah. he put out stick season and then it had been on like social media for like, half a day and it just completely blew up. And he was like, okay, this, this song is going to be a good, good one. Like yeah. he knew it was a good song. So I think even like artists can agree that mm-hmm. TikTok is a great platform. Yeah. And like artists have thanked TikTok for, oh, for sure. being a platform that like ex- expands their music to a new audience. Yeah. And in that aspect, I think TikTok is great mm-hmm. and it's helpful to me. It's like, it's yeah. like a resource really. Yeah. But again, like that kind of resource, you have to be careful how you use it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, some another way I see it being used is, like, taking, like, TikTok stars that are not music creators. <sighs> yeah. And they're like, well, you know, like, I'm <laughs> going to try my hand at music creating. Like, who, maybe I can be an artist. Who and allowed, it's, sorry, who allowed why? the why? D'Amelios to have music careers? Music careers, I'm doing quotations. Because, like, did you, no, I, like, Addison Rae's All songs? of a sudden, all of a sudden they like, have songs? Like, wow. Like, it's, I feel like... And the way, the way that TikTok has just, it's created this anybody can do everything. Yes, I sort agree of mentality, that so much. and I don't know if that's exactly like the best thing in the world. Yeah, um, I, I think in some ways it's really valuable, and then in, in some it's like, but they can't sing. Yeah, so they can't sing. I think it kind of also it makes me question the whole like. What I want to say is music and music writing is such a cool process. Yeah. And I love how every artist does it differently. Mm-hmm. But to see like, 
like TikTok creators do it. I think you kind of see like the music creative process yeah. completely go away because mm-hmm. that's like completely different reason. It's a completely like, thank you. Um, it's like a, com- it's like a place where they're just kind of doing it to get money and mm-hmm. to do, get something out of it. And so like, they're not even trying anymore. It's yeah. really just writing it's, things it's, on a piece of paper. And it's, it doesn't mean anything. I always, I yeah. always, always, always go back to Fiona Apple literally taking her music off of TikTok because of the way it was being used by creators. And she was like, I don't want this to be another trend. I think about that all the time. Yeah. Like it, that is, that is just so... Number one, it's like really bold to me and I admire that so much, but also like to get to that point where you're like, I don't want people to like have like, this sort of exposure to my music is like yeah. really, really telling, I think. Yeah. And I think what separates like, I'm not going to say like real artists from like these people who are only doing it for like an ulterior motive yeah. to get money or something is that to like- To get more followers. Yeah. yeah. Like music creators- actually passionate about music mm-hmm. and like these are the kind of people that can have conversations about music yeah. and they're you can just tell that they really like what they do and like those are the people I think are even more worth it to listen to in the first place yeah you don't have to like their music but, but like you, you can appreciate their saying. process yeah yeah more I than agree. more than someone who's literally only doing it and like they're using auto-tune mm-hmm. and it just sounds like I crunchy. cannot I saw Little Yachty in the amount of autotune he used, I was just like, guys, yeah, we no. can't, <laughs> we can't survive off this. Yeah, it sounds like it's like offensive like to sometimes, the ear sometimes. Sometimes I can really get behind autotune. Like, don't get me wrong, I, lo- I like it's not. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I used to, but I don't anymore. But sometimes I'm just like, we need to, we need to pull back the reins. Yeah, I mean, like I've heard. Different, like, Olivia Rodrigo, she did um, NPR Tiny Desk. Oh, Except yeah. it was during quarantine. And so she did it at the DMV. And her, like, mic, whatever, mm-hmm. like, setting it was, was the perfect amount. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, she sounded amazing. So I think, like, it's not really about you can't have auto-tune at all. I'm yeah. not one of those people. It's just, like, there's a tasteful amount. Use it in moderation. Yes. Not in excess. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, And we were talking about TikTok. We were talking about, like, it's a great way to discover artists. I think Mm. it's also a great way to discover, like, genres of music you like. I think it's also a great way to discover, like, how people can get really creative with music Mm -hmm. and interpreting music different way. Um, So I think that being said, do you think artists should stick with, like, one genre in their whole lifetime? I mean, the most, like, relevant example I think Mm -hmm. is... Taylor Swift she hasn't mm-hmm. do you think that's like a good thing do you think it's a bad thing I think that I think it really depends on the artist I think in some cases it's like please stick to your day job of whatever your music genre is but I think yeah. also like in some example like Taylor Swift is a really good example especially because I actually I just okay I just listened I will promise this is relevant I just listened to this podcast on the chicks and their response to the Iraq war. Yeah. And that podcast gave a lot of background onto what, how country like began and how, and as I was listening, I was like, that is, cause it was like very, it was like a very, like, it's a very like tight knit crowd. Mm-hmm. And so for Taylor Swift to be able to transition out of country music and into pop, into yeah. pop and still like keep 
those still keep those influences and keep those fans I think is really impressive because I remember when like when Reputation came out there was all of these people who were like bring back the old Taylor and at first I kind of did agree with them because I mostly because I didn't know what to make of like the look 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 what you made me do music video because I'd never seen anything like that for my life I was like what 12 and I was (laughs) like I was like what is this um but then it's like and then you come but then like you come back to these fearless re-recordings and like you're just listening and it's just as like really good sound and then like she managed she like red which is like which was her first like pop pop album i guess is still very country yeah holy ground is a country song that is i bet you think about me it has you can hear a country song and that is that's probably my favorite of all of the vault tracks i love them um like i think i think like she did really well and i also always think of tyler the creator Mm -hmm. because i think of um is it yonkers i think it's yonkers or is it Goblin? I don't know. His I first album. You. I'm so, I'm really bad. But I do like Tyler Creator. I do like him a lot. And I always think, and I do love that album, even though I can't remember the name of it. But I do, <laughs> I always think about that because I was like, really, the way he is rapping is very like harsh. Like the flow is really good, but it's like just such a different sound from then when you look at like Igor and you're like, huh. Okay, okay. And then and then even now with like Call Me If You Get Lost, like Yeah, I it's, love that. It's so like a it's it's not like totally R and B, but it's not totally rap either. Like it's a very no. good medium. Yeah. And also even I will give like even little Yachty's new album, like he's got some he's got more R and B songs on there. Like it's like I don't think I don't think people should have to be like bound by one little genre. Yeah. And, oh, and I, also Olivia Rodrigo. I was I was just yeah. about to say Olivia Rodrigo, her first album Punk was rock. like it was pop, and then you had like brutal, and you're like, okay, this is like and a brutal. Punk rock. Let me tell you, brutal was my favorite one off my the favorite album, song. right off the bat, and and it was like, okay, so this is basically a pop album, but it has it like, has its elements, yeah, yeah. And then for her second album, which is guts, she kind of took it in a completely different direction. I think it's kind of like brutal on steroids. It's like yeah, and in the best way. I mean that in the best way. Like I really love she it. She definitely like you can definitely see where she was like when she did Trackstar, she was listing like all of her references. Yeah. Or like a couple of them. She's like, oh is this Meredith Brooks? And I was listening to Meredith Brooks actually last night and I was like I love this music because it's like just the perfect, like the way her guitar riffs, like I don't really understand how people are like complaining about it because it really is still like radio station rock music. Like Mm. it's not anything too hard. And I, I just think it's like, like it was such a good career choice because her voice is so unique that in some ways I think it's almost more suited to be a companion to this rock music because then it unsettles people in this way because it's so light and like high that I think like pairing that with the rock music was a really good choice rather than just having her do another album of ballads I think it was great because I probably wouldn't have even explored like punk rock as a genre if I hadn't heard her album and that's kind of crazy because I don't think a lot of people you're talking about like a true punk rock album you're not going to choose guts nope Um, but she's pretty close but yeah right you can still like explore into something mm-hmm. and like kind of get your audience to kind of be more open-minded like if you're liking pop and you're then exploring like one artist that does yeah. pop but then kind of switches to alternative mm-hmm. then now you're introduced to two genres yeah. which is well better than one you know so like mm-hmm. i think that's great and i think it's great that we're encouraging people to listen to more genres of i music. do too yeah I think as many as you can because like you never know what you'll like and if you kind of confine yeah. yourself to one thing i think you're just like hurting your own experience of music like you're going to be so limited in your experience 
I think at least there's so many like different genres you'll at least like one song from one genre yeah this is yeah like I feel like there's nothing well the only one I don't like is EDM I can't get behind EDM <laughs> music um but like yeah I really I do agree and it's also just it just makes it so much easier to relate to someone even yeah. if it's like a mainstream artist from that genre or whatever just like being able to say like, yeah I like this person and someone else is gonna be like I like them too and there yeah. you go you just like made a human connection with someone that's right cool. <laughs> yeah exactly what we're talking about finding common ground it happens all the time and like you can like create friendships. It's important. I think it's yeah. important. I think we should be encouraging it I too. Agree. Well, I think like the only proper way to end this is with a like surprise little game. Um, I have some questions okay. that I wrote yesterday Yay. and I'm basically going to ask you them and I want you to like give me your answer as quickly as you can. Okay. I, some of these questions might be hard, but I'm really like dying <laughs> to know your response and I'm, I'm wanting to be like kind of rapid fire. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. Okay, song you've listened to one too many times slash song you know every single word to. Ah, um, okay, recently, this is, oh my god, uh, Somebody to Love by Justin Bieber. Okay. I know that song, like, the back of my hand. I, that's amazing. Oh, wait, that's amazing. I love that so much. Okay, yeah. song that gets you hype. Uh, oh, always, okay, yeah, Juggernaut by Tyler, the Creator. Good choice, good yeah, choice. that one's good. Song you listen to when you need a good cry. I have a really difficult time crying this. Oh, actually, like, I don't cry to music, but Friday I'm in Love, but by Phoebe Bridgers, that cover is so good. Can Most I songs be, by Phoebe Bridgers, honestly, will, will I like, have, like, a little side tangent. Like, what's an embarrassing song you've, like, cried to if you have? If this, I don't like, know if I've had a super embarrassing. I feel like, I don't know. I can't think of, yeah, I don't cry to music that often. Can I tell you mine? Yeah. It's Burn from the Hamilton soundtrack. Oh, no. Actually, I did cry to Burn when I was I watching to it. that. It's just like one of those times I listened to it and it's I was just, like, this one hits really hard today. And like, it's so yeah. good. Like, Philippa Sue really did go off with that one. And all of a sudden, I'm crying. Yeah. Like, what? Okay, okay. Get back on it. Song you've like analyzed the meaning to. Oh. Like, you've gone really into analyzing Probably. it. Probably. Okay, like the Dreams Go Your Own Way pairing by Fleetwood Mac. Because like Stevie Nicks wrote Dreams about Lindsay Buckingham. Mm -hmm. Lindsay mm -hmm. Buckingham wrote Go Your Own Way about Stevie Nicks. And like well, Rumors, Rumors album, it's one of my favorites. And that I always, always think about like they were in love and then they broke up. And then like the rest of the band, they were dating. They, or actually they were married and I love they that. broke up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those two, I think about that a lot. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like encouraging me to do you some of the with Mac. myself. <laughs> yeah. Guilty pleasure song. What is that? Uh, <gasps> Round and Round by Selena Gomez. That <laughs> one is so good. <laughs> I started listening to Selena Gomez more after I watched Only Murders in the Building, which is on Hulu. Yeah. And I like love her. I, I love her music. Every time I hear one of her songs, I'm like, I'm six again. I love this. Yeah, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Okay, and to end things off, song you would want to have played at your wedding. I don't know if you've even oh, thought about this. No, I think about this from time to time. About this a lot, but I can't like every time I'm like, I don't know what I would do because a lot of the love songs I listen to are actually kind of like upsetting or depressing, yeah. and it's kind of like, oh. But I think, oh, wait, actually, that one's, like, not a good one. Because uh, the one I'm thinking of is about a guy, like, leaving a girl and her taking him back. So not that one. Um, I feel like, 
Wait, this is really hard. I know. This is that's why it's the last one because I, I was like, what would I want? I don't know if you'll be able to, to be this. played at my wedding. It's like a hard I question. I feel like what is that? No, not that one. I'm really am trying to. Okay, I think this one. It wouldn't be like a. It wouldn't be the wedding song that I dance to. Now I'm gonna have to think about this for when I do get married. But it's Two Princes by the Spin Doctors, okay. and it's this real fun like little little rock pop rock moment um, from the '90s, and it's it's just like fun like it's just a fun song to dance to but it's also like it is like a love song but it's like this guy who's like if you marry this guy like your father's gonna be real upset and i i if you marry me your father is also gonna be upset but you should marry me anyways it's really fun oh good yeah. yeah my answer has always been like i from the second i heard this song i was like this i would play this at my wedding it's lover by taylor swift you're so and real like, yeah I, I don't even care that it's gotten so much more popular now. And I'm song. sure a million people have played at the oh. wedding, but I will be playing it at my wedding. I will. Wait, I'm totally changing my answer. I would play Ivy by Taylor Swift. I think yeah, that'd I be it. a good wedding song. That'd be my slow wedding song and Two Princes would be my fast one. I would also have said like, all you need is love by the Beatles. Yeah. Because I really do love that song. I do and too. then love actually the movie. They mm-hmm. had that played and I'm like, people are going to think that's where I got it from. And it's actually not. If I'm being completely honest, I got it from Glee. Okay, first of all, <laughs> full circle moment. But, yeah, but also, it's just like a really good song, and it's so cute. It is. And the Beatles. The Beatles have really good, like quirky little love songs. Just like yeah. quick, like two minute, like like I want to hold your hand, like oh yeah, Aww. yeah. I want to hold your hand too. I know. Yeah, they're the cutest. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's everything. Okay. I. Thank you so much for being on. I Thanks was, for talking yes, about music. Of course. I feel like if we have like a really big takeaway, it's that we think everyone should really like explore artists yeah. and like not confine themselves to one genre. Like, I think this is just like gonna hopefully help people. Yeah, I would say if you like, if there's an artist you like one of their songs, go listen to that album because yeah. you'll probably like more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for being on. Of course. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Life as Girls, be sure to write a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And a big thank you to our sponsor, the Girl Scouts of Central Texas. You can learn more about them at www.gsctx.org. If you are interested in sponsoring this podcast or if you have a topic you'd like for us to talk about, email us at communications at gsctx.org. See you next time.